Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Hanging with D's episode 46, I believe, on what I refer to as the worst Monday of the entire year. Why is that? What do you mean, why is that? What was yesterday? Sunday? The last football game. Was that last night? (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why we're here. Super Bowl LV 55. Real quick, do you know what plumbers call it? <laughs> no, what? Brown Monday, because it's the busiest day for plumbers in the country. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Gee, why? Yeah, it's a mystery. <laughs> yeah, probably because all the wings and pizza and nachos and beer and everything else. Uh, yeah, I imagine there's some... Some clogged sewage out there. So, yeah, that's uh, that's why we're here. Uh, Super Bowl 55 was last night, and if you weren't under a rock, you probably watched a little of it. And uh, it was a blowout. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't had a blowout in a little while. That's actually what I'm looking up right now Okay. Uh, to see when the last one was. I think it's Seattle-Denver. And looking back, so let's see, 3120, 13 to 3, 41 33, 34 28, 24 10. Eh, no. Not really a blowout. New England, 28 24. Yeah, I mean, the last one would be uh, 48. So seven years ago when Seattle absolutely destroyed Denver, 43 to 8. In. Was that? Manning's, l- no, no, that Manning won against Carolina. Right. But yeah. So yeah, um, it didn't start out that way. No. Both teams were, were kind of slugging it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it just kind of fell apart. And look, Tom Brady. <clears throat> I know. Yeah. It's hard for I mean, all of us, I know. He, it's undeniable. Yeah. uh, All the controversies aside, you don't win seven Super Bowls without being probably the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. That was very painful for me to say. Mm -hmm. Um, All that being said, while he was pretty good last night, he he wasn't the reason they won that game. I mean, yeah, they gave him the MVP – Ho-hum. The reason they won that game is because Tampa's defense just absolutely played out of their minds. And kudos to Todd Bowles. Um, 
I mean, he ran a double corner blitz. I know, right? Which you just, nobody does that. No. Romo even said on the broadcast, it's like, you don't do that. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. I mean, how many times did Patrick Mahomes drop back and drop back like 25 yards and then scramble left? I think it might have been an exaggeration, but I saw a tweet last night from, I think it was pro football talk. So there might be some truth behind it is that Patrick Mahomes ran for 500 yards. I, I, that was the stat I was going to bring up. Yeah. And, and I believe it. Yeah. Because several, how many plays did he drop way back and basically cross the whole length of the field? And then, look, my hat's off to Patrick Mahomes, too, because some of those passes Mm -hmm. that should have been caught. Right. Are you fucking kidding me with that? Like the one where he's completely horizontal to the ground, like what, maybe a foot off the ground and still throws a fucking dart to the end zone. And of course, it was dropped. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was defensed. Um, I counted face though. So yeah, I counted at least four passes that were on, I mean, just absolute ropes Mm. when, when Mahomes was getting his ass kicked that could have, and in a couple of cases definitely should have been caught. Yeah. Tyreek Hill flat out dropped that one. It hit him in the face. Yeah. Same thing happened on one of the passes to Kelsey, hit him in the face. Yeah. And then there was one, I think, to Hardman, uh, one to Pringle that were would have been in outstanding plays, but they were still catchable. Right. So they weren't doing him any favors. But the bottom line is, out of all the, the dropbacks that Mahomes had, which was 49 dropbacks, he was under... Heavy pressure, I think they said 58% of the time. Really hard to win that way. And most of those were on a four-man rush. Yeah. Tampa Bay only blitzed 11%, and they still got the kind of pressure that they got on on Mahomes. I don't know if I said it on last week's show. Um, I know I mentioned it to your brother, but because I I picked KC to win, and I'll elaborate on my my pick for that day, that game, a little bit later. But... um, I told him, I'm like, you know, I'm picking Kansas City to win, but I just, I wonder if that's just because I hate Tom Brady. Because when I think about it objectively, it's like they, they're without both of their tackles in Tampa showed against Green Bay that they, they've got a really good front four. I see, I didn't know they were missing both. Yeah. I, I knew of one. I didn't know, like, I t- we talked about Steve Wisniewski, mm-hmm. who was with the Steelers all year. And I, if he played, he didn't play much. And didn't play well, mm. and then got hurt, and they put him on IR, and eventually cut him. He started at right guard last night. No, and yeah, their offensive line was not good. Um, they couldn't get in for I want to say at least a half, if not three quarters. Mahomes was their leading rusher. I think yeah. Edward Hilaire finally got a few, popped a few late, but at that point it was too late. Um, and that was another big key for Tampa was the running game. Yeah, the I know. I know this is crazy, mm-hmm. but when you establish the run, uh-huh. play action works. I know, right? I mean, uh, apparently, Randy Feekner never heard of that fucking concept. Yeah. By the way, complete side note, apparently the people that make Madden don't think so. Oh, I know. It's always been that way, dude. Um, they literally said it. They said there's no evidence to support that running the ball well sets up play action. Back it in... 
old gen before yeah. the new gen stuff, it did. Yeah. If you were pounding the rock with eye power, power right, power left, and pounding it, and then you threw that same formation as a play action pass, mm-hmm. the corner would fucking bite. Yeah. Like if you were being successful running, the corner would bite and you'd be wide open for a touchdown the way it should be. Because right. that's what running the ball does is it forces everybody up, mm-hmm. forces them to kind of check the backfield. And yeah, while Fournette or Jones, neither one of them, you know, were world beaters, but when you take the sum of the whole, they basically had like 28 carries for 150 yards. Because the other two guys that ran the ball, Tom Brady and Scotty Miller, combined for a negative five, and they finished with 145 yards rushing. So those two combined for 150 yards rushing. Now wrap that up into one running back, and that's a dominant performance. And that allowed Tom Brady to complete 21 of 29 passes, only 200 yards, but three touchdowns because they could not stop the run. Leonard Fournette was a monster early on, and, and Jones had a couple of big runs there too. Just a very well balanced attack, but the bottom line was the defense. The you know Tampa Bay's defense was just lights out against the pass, and there was literally nothing Patrick Mahomes can do. I kind of suspected this watching the game, and uh, I didn't watch really any of the post game or anything like that. But I, looking at the stats, that doesn't surprise me. Kansas Clyde Edwards Hilaire had nine carries and averaged seven point one yards. Yeah. They maybe should have ran the ball a little bit more. Yeah, but... Tampa's got a really good rush defense. They do, but here's the tricky thing. Most of those yards came in garbage time. Not not necessarily garbage time, but when they were already down three scores. Well, that makes it even worse. Like, run it every once in a while. Well, but kinda... I, I agree, but you're, not, you're missing the point. Tampa's playing... Right. Playing pass. Right. So, like, everybody is dropped back watching Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and they're not crowding the line. Right. Because they were up three scores and they knew that Casey had, you know, needed to attack by the air. Well, I I remember Edwards Hilaire had a couple. He had a couple decent runs early on. And, yeah, they probably should have. But all of a sudden they're down 14 to three Mm -hmm. and you get into that mindset. We can't let Tampa Tom run away from us. Nah. So they start slinging the ball a little more, and then next thing you know, you're down 19, 22, whatever it was, right. and, and then you throw the fucking run game out the window. Nah. Um, so, yeah, they probably should have. Another interesting note, uh, do you know how many snaps Le'Veon Bell saw the field? Zero. Absolutely zero. I, I, made, I watched very hard, and I did see him on the sidelines in uniform. So I don't know if he was banged up or what, but he did not see the field. Not even forget touches. He wasn't ever on the field. And I got to wonder, he had to have been hurt is the only thing I Uh, can think of. Because I don't know why you wouldn't put one of the better running backs in the league when healthy. Right. You know, I I just. Unless he's just not anymore. And that could be too. I mean, he did play behind an outstanding offensive line in Pittsburgh. And then he went to a shitty offensive line. But see, I don't, because he showed that he could still run the ball. When he played in the regular season, he had a couple pretty solid games. Um, So, yeah, I I don't know. A couple other things of note. Uh, Did you know that that was the first, I'm sure you did. You watched the game and probably heard it. 
I when he said it, I was just fucking shocked. That was the first last night was the first time that Brady scored a touchdown in the first quarter of a Super Bowl. I know that blew in my mind. Ten too. games. Last night was the first time they he put a TD on the board um, on that pass to Gronk. Um, I'll address the penalties. Look, it was sloppy. Mm-hmm. You know the officiating, a couple of those defensive holdings, and and even the PI where the, he tripped him up. By letter of the law, yes, they were probably penalties. The tripping one, I have no issue with whatsoever. Yeah. He literally I mean, tackled it, the It could have been uncatchable, but it's hard to tell because of where he fell. I mean, that's Mike Evans. He might have he fucking caught it. Right. Um, the first holding was definitely holding. The second one on the pick, mm-hmm. that one I think was very, very questionable because yeah. the ball was in the air and tipped. Right. And and it happened so fast that there's no way that they could tell me that the hold happened before the pass was thrown and tipped. I just don't buy that. All that being said, for all you Chiefs lovers out there, shut the fuck up. You got your ass handed to you, and it wasn't because of the officials. And look, you'll be hard-pressed to find somebody that is sick of Tom Brady as I am, but the bottom line is... They got their ass beat. Yeah. Take the officiating away. Look, maybe maybe KC makes it a little bit closer, but the way Tampa's defense was playing, I have a hard time believing it. I would agree. Um, And I, I thought the goal line stand was going to be a big fucking turning point. I literally half expected Tyreek Hill to go 99 on, on the next play. And if he broke one more tackle, he does. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was huge. It turned out not so much. Uh, Casey's punter, what the fuck? I know, right? Uh, yeah, uh, two of them. One was what twenty-seven yards, and the next one was like twenty-two yards. Right. And, and makes- then the one that he drops, he fucking bombs it fifty whatever yards, and yeah. of course there was a penalty, and it came back. And then he that uh, yeah hit off the side of his foot. And and you want to tell me that's not a head game? Yeah. Because when you he drops it, mm-hmm. picks it up, kicks it. There is zero thought to it. Exactly. He just grabbed it and blasted it. And then the two, the punt before, and then the subsequent re-kick on the after the penalty, he caught it. He was in his head, and he fucking shanked it off his foot. I would have loved to have, have heard McAfee's. I mean, he he even tweeted like, "This is you know when I say for the brand, the brand's taking a beating right now," <laughs> and and they were that because both of those you give them short fields. And we saw what happened before they, you know, they knew what the hell hit him. Uh, speaking of McAfee, I told you this on the car ride over. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Pat McAfee lost thirty grand on the coin toss. <laughs> the coin last flip. Night. That's nuts. Yeah, I, I mean, he's he obviously has thirty grand to lose, but I still don't know that I would ever bet the coin toss. You know yeah. what I mean? I, so yeah, and here's a couple of in, other. You know, I mean, we, I'm not going to rehash everything that I said on the about the game because we you know we we saw it. but here's a couple of more interesting notes Patrick Mahomes has not lost by double digits mm-hmm. since college I know and that's a crazy fucking stat that's insane cuz yeah. as good as the Chiefs are I mean shit happens sometimes 10 points yeah he's never lost by more than 10 points in the NFL until last night yeah and then the other thing of interest is that Every single game that Patrick Mahomes has started and finished in the postseason, 
the Chiefs have scored 31 points or more until last night wow. when they got nine. No. So, again, uh, hats off to Tampa's defense. And going in, obviously, I was rooting for the Chiefs because of my anti Bradyness. Mm-hmm. But I found a way to justify it. What's that? Several ways, actually. There's no denying anymore. Like Brady is what he is. Yeah. He can still get fucked. He's but... the Gretzky and Jordan of football. Yeah. That being said, I am happy for Bruce Arians. Me too. Yeah. On top of that, do you know how many former Steelers and and coaches are on that staff? Well, I know Byron Lefwich is the offensive coordinator mm-hmm. who unless they completely shit the bed next year, which you're going to have Tom Brady and Mike Evans and Godwin and all them back. So you're probably not. So uh, Leftwich is going to be in that conversation now as far as coaching. Oh, yeah. Ne- next season for Definitely. sure. Uh, so throw another, you know, highly touted black candidate out there to get snubbed. <laughs> I mean, they're going to do it. Um, Wait, you mean you're assuming he's going to get snubbed or what? They'll talk about if he does. Oh, yeah. I mean, he'll, like, be enemy, you know? Right, right, right. Okay. Um, but, yes, they have Byron Leftwich, mm-hmm. former Steeler, only for a few years, but still counts. Mm-hmm. Tom Moore is a, just listed as, like, an offensive assistant. Or Do you know who Tom Moore was? Yeah, he was uh, the OC for... Chuck Knoll for a long time. He was? Mm-hmm. Oh, I associate him with the Colts and Peyton Manning. Yes. Oh, okay. But, no, Tom, Tom Moore was with the, the 70 Steelers team. But damned. And then yes, he went to the the Colts and had Brady or Brady fucking Peyton. Yeah. And now he's with Arians in, in Tampa. But yeah, wow. so, so Tom Moore, he's a former Steeler. Eighty two years old, by the way. I saw yeah. him yesterday. Yeah, he's fucking up there. Damn. Uh offensive assistant coach. Antoine Randall L. No shit. Yes, sir. Huh. Outside linebackers coach. Larry Foote. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce definitely brought a lot of guys over from his Steeler days. And there are a couple other assistants that weren't players, but they were also on that uh, offensive staff under Bruce Arians. Wow. So, yeah, I'm happy for all those guys. Um, Antonio Brown? Not so much. Yeah, no. Fuck you, Antonio Brown. Did break my heart to that, see him catch that touchdown. It like did, that. yeah. I was like, all right, you know, catch a pass, whatever. But then he caught the TD. Like, fuck. Yeah. Like, if there's anybody out there that didn't deserve to just walk into a championship scenario, it's that fucking cancer. Yeah. And uh, to be fair, we haven't heard anything about him in the last. No, but there was an incident literally less than a month before he signed with Tampa where he threw the bicycle at the security guard. Uh, Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he's still a prick, but he has been pretty silent, Uh, although as soon as he got to the locker room, he started up a fucking live Instagram last night and basically just smiling in the fucking camera. I watched it for about half a second before I threw my phone out the fucking window. Not really, but I wanted to. It's just right. too cold to go get the son of a bitch. Um, but, yeah. Uh, it is what it is, and it's sad because football is over. I mean, we do get – should be an interesting offseason. Very. I no. think very interesting. Carson Wentz should be traded sometime this week. 
Yeah, which actually we'll get into all that here in just a minute because I know we're we're kind of on a time crunch today, so oh, I want to yeah. blow through a few other things. Uh, commercials, pretty underwhelming. I like the Will Ferrell Norway commercial. Yeah, that one was good. Um, the Doritos 3D. I like that which one, which is yeah. going to be. Ugh, I can't imagine that. I thought that already existed. By I the did. Way. It did at one point, okay. but they're like all new, and yeah, no, it's not. Hmm. Uh, but with Matthew McConaughey, that was kind of clever. Uh, the Paramount Plus commercials with all the stars was mildly entertaining. Yeah, uh, Beavis and Butt they're climbing a mountain. Beavis and Butthead are there. There's a crack in the ice. Ugh, yeah, ugh, yeah. Ugh. Snooky in the background, like you know, all hungover. Yeah. Uh, State Farm, Drake from State Farm. I thought that was clever. Yeah, and they brought back Rogers. Yeah, that guy. And, um, the Bud Light Legends I thought was kind of neat. Yeah, uh, Cedric with shaking the beer and and i had no idea that that singer guy was that guy because he sounds old as shit now but it's it it's him wow the real what it started out as real american heroes and then i think 9-11 happened and they changed it to real man of genius oh yeah um so yeah that and then we had uh the t-mobile commercial Those, with, both of them were really good with yeah. blake, blake and Joanne. Yeah. like three years ago she's you know the the, the signal's cutting out to where what who oh adam levine ends up hooking her up with blake shelton yeah and, yeah i thought that was kind of clever uh the verizon juju and samuel l jackson commercial yeah talking about gamers which you know we relate to and he's like get my fish <laughs> eat samuel l jackson that was great uh uber eats uh that was kind of it wasn't entertaining, but it was kind of entertaining. But I just like the fact that they eat local was, yeah, was yeah, the yeah. message. Like, you know, fuck these chains, support mom and pop restaurants. Right. Uh, so that stuck out in my head. Um, thought I had another one on here. No, that's all I had is for actual commercials. Now, trailers. Mm-hmm. Wow. We definitely missed on everything no kidding. There. I thought we would see some blockbuster shit and no the M night Shyamalan old very interesting yeah yeah it's we'll see if he he got the magic back although split now those were, were solid um did you ever see uh the visit where it's the two little kids visiting their no. grandparents that one was really fucking good was it yeah, yeah same uh glass he, wasn't he, great though no glass wasn't great the village was a complete fucking. That was stupid. Really um, go, but but yeah. yeah, this looks pretty interesting. Family goes to this remote island, and the kids run away to explore, and they come back, and they're like ten years older. Yeah. So, I don't know. It'll be worth checking out. Um, then there was the Falcon Winter Soldier trailer. So far, I gotta admit that hasn't done anything for me. Yeah, it, I think it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. There was, I guess, a trailer for Fast Nine. I didn't see that. I think it was in the pregame. Oh, okay. Um, but it's just—I mean, we already seen that trailer. It was in last year's Super Bowl, but of course, it got pushed back because of COVID. I saw someone made a joke because I think Rotten Tomatoes posted that trailer before the game even started. Someone in the comments says, "You know, it's kind of funny. This whole movie, everyone talks about the importance of family, and then in the ninth installment, they introduce Dom's brother, who you have not seen in twenty years. Is that who Cena is? 
Or is this somebody else? I, I Maybe. I don't know. I didn't watch the trailer. Fuck those movies. Or wait, wasn't Cena in the last one as an agent or something? I don't remember. Yeah, I I, yeah I've I grown care. so sick of those movies. I don't really What follow. used to be Point Break with Cars is now... Yeah. I don't know. Um, what else was there? Oh, uh, Nobody with... Um, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. That... Yeah. I've been interested in that. I mean, that's not a like a new trailer. That's been I've seen trailers for that for the last couple of months, and I I love Bob Odenkirk, so I'm in. You know, I'm definitely going to check that out. And then the other one was Coming to America, which is which I didn't know is an Amazon Prime release. Yeah. Did not know that. So yeah, no Batman, no no King Kong, n- nothing like no, no Dune. I didn't see a Dune. Trailer. Nope, yeah. nope. No, no blockbuster type. You know, I guess Fast Nine has a pretty solid following. I'm just not in it. Right. Um, but other than that, yeah, there was nothing that blew me away. Like, holy shit, I got to see this. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had the halftime show, um, and I've seen a few people posting about how it's the greatest halftime show they've ever seen. And I want to meet you so that I can kick you in the fucking teeth. Because that was an abomination. I mean, I, I it was just it was kind of on in the background, honestly. And it, I was kind of texting. Ugh, it sucked. I mean, first off, and it's probably because of COVID. It's the first halftime show I can remember where literally like eighty percent of it took place up in the stands. Yeah, like I don't know if they taped off a whole section. It was way up behind the the ship, mm-hmm. is where most of it took place. And then, like, the last song, they marched out on the field, all of his cronies that had jock straps on their faces. Yeah. Which, uh, maybe I missed it along the way. I don't get what that message is. I, I don't know. It, uh, well, be, well, they showed up in the song, I Can't Feel My Face. I, that's the only thing I can think of. Which, by the way, that's a song about cocaine. Yeah. 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 He, cool. won, a, he won a Kid's Choice Award for that song. <laughs> No joke. Uh, that's fucking great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, very, very underwhelming. And for those of you that just thought that was an, an amazing show, I would invite you to go back to 2007 and watch the Prince concert where a football game broke out because yeah. I'm a rocker through and through, man. Yeah. Like old Joe Dirt says. Yeah. But Prince put on the best halftime show in Super Bowl history by far in a fucking damn near hurricane conditions. And yeah, it was. That's how you should do a goddamn. He, do you know his famous quote about that? Hmm. Right before he's getting ready to go out there, they they're like, "Hey, Prince, just a heads up. I mean, it's raining pretty hard out there." And he his response was, "Can you make it rain harder?" Yeah, I I argue this with a lot of people. I for my money, Prince is one of the greatest musicians of all time. Yeah, he can play pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. He can sing. He can obviously write. Um, you know, his version of the song that he wrote, which is called Nothing Compares to You, which was a mega hit for that Irish bitch, Sinead, Sinead O'Connor. O'Connor, is way better than Sinead O'Connor. I don't know that I've ever heard it. It's really good. Like, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Huh. And, I mean, for that matter, Chris Cornell's version is better than Sinead O'Connor's. Hmm. But, yeah. So, Weekend, no. I've seen worse, though. I've I saw a funny tweet and I was gonna just say it and act like I made it up, but I'll give credit where that. credit's due. It was a tweet, but the tweet was basically never in my life have I wanted the weekend to end so bad. Yeah, 
Did you post that? No. Oh, no. It might have been on. I wish I was that clever. NFL, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, and that was pretty much the way I felt. It just, ho-hum. That's really all I got to say. Um, In my notes here I wrote, most not on the field. So, And then underneath that, overall, shitty. All right. So, yeah. Um, I thought early on that the the penalties were going to play a bigger role because Casey had three defensive holding penalties and then two defensive pass interference. But again, after watching the the whole of the game, they weren't that big of a influence on it because it just it got ugly quickly. So now we wait and we go to the off season and, and see what happens. And again, like you mentioned, Carson Wentz is heavily um, being talked about right now, but it's also come out that the Eagles are expecting a. Mahomes, or not Mahomes, a Stafford-type hall. <laughs> I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Yeah, yeah. good fucking luck. Because there's, if anybody, any GM in this league gives up two firsts and a third for Carson Wentz, they I, should be fired. I could see Ryan Pace do it. For the Bears? Oh, God, Jake will lose his mind. I know. Yeah, that that should be a fireable offense. From what I heard, they're the leaning contender. Yeah. I saw somebody, I don't know if they were just spitballing or whatever, but the package that they talked about was um, Foles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think the Eagles want him back. Tariq Cohen and a first. Package I heard was Foles, Khalil Mack. No way. And then in return, uh, no, I'm sorry, Foles, Khalil Mack, two first-round picks. And then I think in return you get Carson Wentz, and then like a couple like a couple third rounders. So you're basically if 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 Pace pulls the trigger on that deal, he shouldn't be fired. He should be set on fire. (laughs) I'm not sold on the the Foles, Tariq Cohen, and and a first pick. You know, but and I understand Wentz had some great years. He he showed that. He can play. Yeah. I don't know what happened this season. Um but yeah. There's no way in hell they're gonna get of course I say that, but watch, somebody'll fucking do it. Uh-huh. But there's no way in hell somebody should offer up two first for, for Carson Wentz when Somebody is also saying that, of course, the the trade talk for Sam Darnold's heating up as well, because apparently there are some interested parties out there. And I'm hearing a second for Sam Darnold. Yeah. Which that's more in line, more, mm-hmm. you know, doable. I think I might throw a second for Sam Darnold. I would, Like yeah. right now. Yeah. And bring him in, let him, even if we bring Ben back, let him sit behind a, you know, a Hall of Fame quarterback for a year and just kind of see how he manages the team, manages the huddle. Because I think he's got the talent. And maybe he's got the leadership. We don't know yet, but I wouldn't be opposed to you know. But again, that would the salary dollars probably wouldn't work there. But so I'm wishful thinking. But I wouldn't be opposed to that. Right. Um, giving up a second for him, I don't. I don't know that I would give up first for him. Yeah, I don't know about that. Because he's I, also I, the last year of his deal too. Yeah, so. and I just don't think the resume is uh, good enough to warrant me throwing away a first round pick now. 
definitely not a first round pick this year because mm-hmm. you you're planning on your team, but maybe at best you throw them next year's first. I still don't think I could do I it. I probably wouldn't either, but I, I I know I would not give up this year's first. I think the biggest deal I could do would maybe be a pair of twos. Maybe. Yeah, that maybe. that's 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 doable. Um what else we got? Uh Tampa has Gronk, Fournette, mm. and Brown are all free agents. Yeah. Do Gronk. you uh, Gronk's coming back. Yeah. That's just that that's a done deal. Do you think they bring back the other two? I don't know that you're going to be able to afford them. And I think Fournette I don't yeah, I don't know what their salary cap situation is, but here's the other thing, Shaquille Barrett, who mm-hmm. had a monster game, mm-hmm. played under the franchise tag this year. He's going to want to get paid. Right. Fournette like Ronald Jones was was the clear-cut starter. Fournette really came on late. Yeah. And when when Jones went down with injury, Fournette Looked, I, looked awesome. I like Fournette. I do I too, do. but I also like Ronald Jones. Mm-hmm. You know he. I know. I'm just saying. Like, uh, there's there's a market out there for Fournette for sure. Um, I'd sign him in a heartbeat if he doesn't resign yeah. with Tampa, and we don't want to throw a first rounder at a running back like Najee Harris. I'd take Leonard Fournette. Yeah, quick. you can probably get him f- decent price too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're got your draft. Like, if you get Najee Harris, you're going to get him cheaper, obviously, right. but. I, I saw something else this weekend that Pittsburgh likes Aaron Jones. Uh, it depends on his number, but it, my gut feeling says I like Aaron Jones because he is more of a threat out of the backfield, mm-hmm. but I like Leonard Fournette because he's a power back, and that's, uh, I mean, I'm a Bettis guy, so I want somebody that is going to fucking punish people. And with the receiving core that Pittsburgh has, I don't necessarily need an every down running back that's a threat out of the backfield. Right. You know, that's what you have guys like Anthony McFarland and um Benny Snell. E- even Benny Snell for that matter. You know, give me that first and second down battering ram because mm-hmm. I still got Claypool and I got, you know, Deontay Johnson, I got Washington. So I, I could live with that. Yeah. So we don't I w- have to be out in the gun on third and one. Exactly. I would yeah. not be mad at all if we got Leonard Fournette. And I don't think I'd be mad at Aaron Jones either. No, I mean, because when healthy, he's a stud. Right. Um, yeah, he had those two costly fumbles, and this league is what have you done for me lately? But still, when he's on the field and he's healthy, Aaron Jones is one of the top backs in the league, I think. So mm. I wouldn't be mad at it. Um, the Texans are insisting that they are not trading Deshaun Watson was the report that I saw yesterday. So that's, that's going to get pretty interesting. I think in the, the week or two weeks before what's the their, draft, what's their game plan? I mean, what, I, I don't know. I, I don't know I mean, how the they Texans, fix it. So I, you know, you hired somebody that nobody else in the league was even interested in after you've already pissed him off. I just, I don't see how they make that a happy situation unless this new GM is some mastermind that pulls some major free agents and trades or whatever it takes to surround Deshaun Watson with some studs. Right. Because if you can't get him a a number one receiver and a couple of solid starting offensive linemen, no, what? Why bother? Right, I, you're going to get him killed. 
you know, and you're probably going to lose J.J. Watt, so your defense gets infinitely worse with just one player. Mm. I I don't see how that's a a scenario that Houston can win. I really don't. Uh, The other news, uh, Andy Reid's son was involved in the crash Thursday night. That that was another reason where I'm like, I don't. No, that that's a pretty massive distraction. I mean, yeah, and he was on the coaching staff. Yeah, but uh, apparently he got a little little tipsy, and I think they're saying now that he was on Adderall Mm -hmm. and uh, got into a crash, and a couple of kids were involved. One of them is in critical condition. Yeah, five year old. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's definitely not good, and and probably even though he'll never admit it, might have affected. Uh, his mindset. He did. I know. just saw it, right? Yeah, he said that, he goes, as the human being, yeah, it, it, I, I'm not going to lie. It, it obviously did because it's yeah. a horrible situation. He goes, as as far as football, no, nah, it didn't really affect at all. So, Yeah, and you know what we did see last night? What's that? Good old clock management mismanagement yeah. by Andy Reid. In that first half, when he called those two timeouts, mm-hmm. What happened? It led to a Tampa touchdown. Yeah. I I get it. You've got Patrick Mahomes. Let's get him the ball back, and, you know, we can get a score before the half. But that's Tom Brady on the other side of the field. If there's anybody better than Patrick Mahomes at scoring quick points when there's very little time on the clock, it's fucking Tom Brady. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. They, they basically called two timeouts, gave Brady time, and – Next thing you know, boom, they're in the end zone for a touchdown. Okay. Um, you ready to transition to something else? Because, yeah. you know, time is of the essence here. What were we going to transition to? Uh, I did my homework, finally. Oh, yes. Yeah. And the homework that he's referring to is WandaVision. Right. Uh, just initial thoughts before Initial I... thoughts. Um, I could... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I got the sense that the first three episodes you weren't really into. I was into, but I was, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, uh, you're waiting for to to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah. Like, I I, I get it now, mm-hmm. but yeah, the first three, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, were like, what are they doing? As I was watching this, I'm like, okay, I could tell that I, I see why Dan was like, eh. Yeah, don't, I, don't I, get me wrong. I watched, you know, I did have to go back and watch episode two over because I fell asleep. But yeah, I was like, they better fucking get somewhere quick or they're going to lose the casuals. The first two episodes, especially, I really liked because they at least put a scene in there where it's like alludes to, hey, something weird's going on. Like the first one, the, the boss is, uh, Vision's boss is choking. And you notice like the camera changes, like it's not the traditional sitcom setup. Yeah, um, I thought that was just to allude that like, hey, we're gonna get there. Just you know, fucking take right. your time. And then the helicopter, right? And the beekeeper. Uh, yeah. yeah. The second episode too with the uh, the fucking I don't know, Stepper Stepford Stepford wife bitch, and she cuts her hand and whatnot. Yeah. And again, camera changes whatnot, but yeah, I, I really really liked it so far. Um, we got to get to the big thing in episode five, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and then episode four, they finally kind of explained what was going on and even backpedaled a little bit and showed you a couple of, like, uh, Monica Rambeau. We, we figured out how 
she handled the blip, which was when everybody came back. Mm-hmm. Like she, her mom was dying of cancer, and then the snap happens, and she was one of the ones that disappeared. And when she comes back, turns out her mom died while she was gone. And and I I liked that you know they kind of just showed the chaos of everybody just reappearing in the hospital. Yeah. Um, I I liked Cat uh, Dennings back mm-hmm. reprising her role from Thor. Uh, Agent Wu mm-hmm. from the Ant Man series. So kind of wonder if we're gonna see a major Avenger at some point. I'm sure. Yeah. And it's at this point I could maybe see it being Ant Man. Because they can send him in undetected, you know oh, what I mean. Yeah. So I could see that happening. Um, but yeah, the the big reveal, and I'll talk about a couple other things. The big reveal was in episode five, which Twitter ruined for me. I knew he was going to be on. Oh, I didn't. Have I didn't that know in what way, mm-hmm. but I knew he was on the show. But yeah, they bring back the dead brother, Quicksilver, but it was the Fox version, Evan Peters, Mm -hmm. which in my opinion was a way better Quicksilver than Anthony Taylor Johnson. And so, yeah, I loved it. It was like a, almost like a bewitched thing where he just shows up and seamlessly he's, you know, and even Wanda was like, yeah, kind of looked at him like, who the fuck are you? And like, well, no love for your long lost big brother or not big brother. They're twins. But, uh, but yeah, I did like that. I, I, I hope they do with it what I think they're doing, which is a crack basically in the multiverse, which right. is going to bring in the mutants. Right. You know, the X-Men type thing, which we already know is going to happen. We just don't know how this might be part of it, coupled with what we're going to see in Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. multi- multiverse of madness, I believe it's yeah. called. Well, I think they kind of already said that the the stones being used already did that, which is why in Far From Home... Uh, yeah yeah they did mysterio yeah Yeah. they did allude to a multiverse he's from another earth but we also found that that was if you recall that turned out to be a a a scam a farce because they all weren't seen it yet so okay that makes sense spoiler (laughs) alert sorry the movie's been out for what yeah i was just saying you haven't i started it one night and then i got distracted and i just never picked it back up i liked what i saw so far so forget I said that, and then go watch it. Okay. There's more homework for you. Okay. Um, and then I needed it pointed out to me by like Nerdist and other sites, but they've also kind of maybe possibly alluded to Reed Richards, hmm. who is Mr. Fantastic, Fantastic Four, yeah. because they work for S.W.O.R.D., Yeah. Okay, which is like the the new S.H.I.E.L.D., I guess. And Monica Rambeau talks about an aeronautics engineer that she knows that she could bring in on the project. Well, Reed Richards is an aeronautical engineer who works for S.W.O.R.D., which leads them to going up in space and getting hit with right the, the power stuff, and they all come back and they're the Fantastic Four. So there's a possibility that that's going to lead that. We, all, cool. we already know that Fantastic Four is coming to the MCU. And then the other illusion that they are are kind of maybe possibly hinting at uh well we already kind of talked about the x-men but also um agnes they're saying is actually a a witch and 
I think, and which one's Agnes is the neighbor, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they think she's Agatha Harkness, who's oh. a big comic, like counterpart to Wanda. Huh. And I think she is actually controlling some of this. I. It makes you believe that Wanda's got doing this all in her mind, but I think. If it ain't Agnes, it's somebody else is controlling some of these aspects. Because you can even see the confusion on Wanda's face in some of the scenes, like Evan Peters, for example. Right. Well, yeah, with the knock on the door and Vision's like, make them go away or whatever. Yeah, she's she's like, like, I I didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And also the scene where, um, and it's Agnes, she finds the dog that's dead. Yep. Sparky, which was uh, in a old Vision comic, he had a dog named Sparky that that dies. Oh, yeah, and um, of course the twin boys continuing their aging, and that was another thing that it, Wanda didn't seem to have control over because the kids just all of a sudden they were five and boom, then they were eleven or ten or whatever yeah. it was, so that they could have the dog. Yeah. Um, so I anticipate them being teenagers by the end of episode six, yeah, if not older. Right. And again, if you don't follow the comics, those teenagers end up becoming Wiccan and Speed, hmm. to basically mutant slash not really androids, but they they both have powers. Hmm. And one of them is a witch type, and one of them is a speedster. Makes sense. Yeah. So uh, that's where we're going with that. But yeah, it. it Episodes four and five have definitely got me in now, mm. whereas one, two, and three, I was like, "What is going on yeah. here?" Um, so yeah, I liked it because it, like, you know, it was it was. What I, is I'm this, not saying what I didn't on? enjoy it. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, it just I was like, get somewhere fast because yeah. while we're in, because we're comic nerds, the casual fan, I could see if they didn't get somewhere fast mm. with you know superhero shit. They were going to lose interest. I don't know. I, I, I don't know that I agree with that, considering, like, okay, I, I can imagine someone after the third episode drops off, but when they eventually hear that it does pick up, I could see Yeah, them. it could bring them back. But, again, this is Disney+, and their target audience is? Kids, for the most part. Yeah. I think, yeah. Kids aren't going to get into that right. until they start seeing some superhero shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Right. Um, And they're not going to understand a lot of it anyway but still they want to see you know people flying around and fighting and good versus evil and all that so right. uh but they've only got what i think is there, was there eight episodes i think they're gonna do eight or eight or ten so it it's gonna have to get really good in a in a hurry but i think it's gonna lead to more i don't think we're gonna get any real closure by the time the show ends yeah probably not it's probably just gonna leave you wanting multiverse of madness when when the doctor strange movie hits if and when if is yeah yeah other uh superhero thing is toby or not toby uh tom holland in a recent interview alluded to the fact that he has not been working with any of those old spider-man characters hmm which if you recall, he was the one that opened his mouth a little too much back in the day, so I could see him just completely playing this yeah. close to the vest. 
Uh, he said he's never met Andrew Garfield. He's never met Kristen Dunst, which we don't. There hasn't been any word of her being in him, but Toby Maguire. Yeah. yeah, and he said that he met Toby Maguire once at a party years ago. So, mm-hmm. you know, take it for what you will. I believe that we're going to see those guys. I, you know, there's been multiple reports of it, so I think it's going to happen. Oh, you broke the whole tip off. I broke the whole tank. The glass shattered. Are you, have you always used that tip? No. Why would I save the tip? He's talking about my e-cig, by yeah, the way. Yeah, sorry. Sure. got a little off. I, I, that just looks weird. I'm the one with ADD. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll kind of watch that closely. But I, I still believe we're going to see those Spider-Man guys in there. Right. I really do. All right, well. Keeping her kind of short this week because uh, Dickhead here has to get showered up and get ready for work. But, yeah, that's her take on Superman. Superman Super Bowl. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I did rewatch uh, Justice League, by the way, to kind of prep myself. When it, I know that. March 18th. Okay. All glorious four hours of it. Yeah. I did. We didn't talk about that, that they already came out and said Martian Manhunter is going to be in it. Yep. And Joker. They released an image which was. Basically, just a far away, blurry image, and in that far away, blurry image, uh, granted you can't really see it's black and white, but he looks a lot more like uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker than Jared Leto's Joker, right. and it is Jared Leto. But uh, Snyder has said that this is a, a make lot, good. A lot of water has passed under the bridge. So Joker's a little rough around the edges, and yeah, I just. I hope to God they somehow salvage that character because Suicide Squad's version of Joker was just ass. Yeah. Anyway, back to what I was saying. We're done here. Uh, we'll get back probably Saturday, and depending on what kind of news breaks and what we have to talk about. But until then, we will uh, see you next week. Bye bye. Later. Ooh. Mm-hmm.